What's happening with you? So, before I get into part two of the spectacular conversation I had with both Orlando and Tahoe, I couldn't just end it off without an email. You gotta do what needs to be done. I gotta serve the people the same way that people really dive into me. You understand? So, uh, on 48.1, I was talking about my sugar mama experience, and I feel as though that me answering this particular email uh, falls in line with just the fluidity of the show. Now, I mean, this was really just released yesterday, unless you're just binge watching me or binge listening. So you just heard me a few minutes ago. But this email says, Sugar Mama, Hey, Reek, I am so weak off your Sugar Mama stories. A lot of men feel like they can easily get on those sites of finesse people, but they don't really talk like women, and it doesn't come across as natural. Did you see that show on Netflix called The Circle, where people lived in a house but never saw one another and only communicated through social media? No, I did not see that weird-ass show, by the way. It was a guy on there who was pretending to be a woman and eventually came out because he was trying too hard. But back to the point, I have my own sugar daddy story. I joined one of those sites, and here is the secret. People love slim white women who need to help. I'm sorry, who need help while in the college. I pretended to be in just that and sent the guy some pictures off a porn site, and bam, he blessed my PayPal. I was too scary to keep it going, but the point is it works. Talk to you next time. This comes from Drea, and it's sent from our iPhone. So there you have it. Just something real quick, something real smooth. If you are down with some money, you go on Pornhub, you go on Google Images, you go wherever fuck you go to collect weird ass pictures of white women. You get a relatively young white woman, young not in a creepy way, but young in regards to like maturity. Get like the 19 to like 23 range. Say you're in school, say you're under duress, say Papa ain't sending you no more coins, and here will come Johnny from New Mexico that will send you money without really knowing what you look like. And when he finds out what you look like, when he gets the IP of where you're from, he'll probably kill you. But that's the risk you have with scamming. So with that being said, without further ado, I just wanted to get an email out the way just to make sure I'm maintaining some type of consistency with my program here. Once again, my apologies for the audio, but the content in said audio will definitely make up for it. Things get a little dicey. I really think you guys are going to fuck with it. And I'll speak with you at the end of the episode to uh, close it out. All right. So, something else that's been on my mind, yo, and it's quarantine, so I'm not, I'm not even going to hold you. Meeting women has not been, like, the easiest because I'm not, like, the dating app guy. Mm-hmm. And I know that the feel you guys occupy, you guys... Now, I mean, you guys got the ears of the women folk. Now, I mean, a whole bunch of women tell me that they love Heart of Soft. They love So Shameless. I see women offering to suck the skin off your top. I mean, suck the skin off your dick on um, on Twitter and whatever yeah, have good, you. It's a good life, bro. I mean, it's women on your behalf is willing to fuck on camera. So what are y'all doing to, like, meet women these days or women, like, coming to y'all? Um, I'm actually actively not trying to meet women as much as, like, I used to. Um... Uh, so yes, I'm is, actually is not it, trying to. <laughs> is, do you have do you have stripper glasses? Stripper? Yeah. Glasses? Like stripper glasses. What do you mean? It's a theory that I developed with strippers that hasn't been proven wrong. I believe that strippers don't view men as people as soon as they start stripping. They view them as currency. So it's kind of mm. like when in Dragon Ball Z when they had those scouters. 
yeah. and they can see like your power levels. levels. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like when women can see, they just see how much money they can get out of you as opposed to being a person. Mm-hmm. And now that you're in this very colorful space that you're That's in. so funny that you say that. Do you, do you now no longer see women? As, do you see them as like a separate entity? As strippers do, That's so you, funny. You, you mean in the sense of like, because I'm in this like sexual world that I yeah, see. Yeah, because them as before like, you're trying to scoop joints because you're doing your one too, oh, but now, now that you're a sex them. enthusiast, oh, where can I get the content from this? Are they still this? human? Are they? Are they? Uh, do you still see them yeah. in the same capacity? Um, no, I, I've never succumbed to like that kind of viewership of women. Um, thankfully enough, that's just like never been my mo. Like even since I was a kid, like I've always been so into that's women. True. With me, yeah. You I say mean, that you're an asshole all the time. No, it's I mean, like if you don't give a person basic human right, if a, if you don't give a person basic human consideration and you, and you judge them on wins or losses, whether you fucking them or not, you're mm-hmm. only really viewing them as pussy. You're not viewing them as a human, human being that you're worried about the emotions and this, that, and the other. Because if you did, you wouldn't voluntarily and, and, and admittedly be such of an asshole when it comes to chicks that you just fucking with. Um, no, just it's, pussy to you. It's it's a it's a See, the thing I, is, I saying, have these right? flaws. Can, can I? All can, right, can go ahead. Interject. When Reek says the thing about stripper pussy, right, mm-hmm. it hit a note is because I get what he's saying. So they view the currency first. Yeah. And then even if they get in a relationship, the currency came first. And then they started viewing them, that person, yeah. as a human. Then now it's like you hurt my feelings or then I'm in love. But at first, they wouldn't even get there, right, mm-hmm. without that. If, if if he would have switched that on one of us or on you in this case, mm-hmm. you just viewing women as pussy. And it isn't mm-hmm. until they're your POI, your person of interest, that you actually care for their feelings. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, no, that's not how I am. Like, I am an asshole. Oh, and okay. I do I have was, my I flaws. Yeah. I spent all that time. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but, no, no, no. You make a good point because you're not far off. You can be right. I've had my flaws. And I've had moments where I was just like, oh, damn. I I like this. I see this girl. She's attractive. I only want to fuck with her because she's attractive. That's the shallow shallowness that has come up. That's how you used to be, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like I have these flaws where it's like, yo, just like anybody else, I can see somebody and view them as something that I would want from them. Just like that, and that's anybody. So yeah, I have those flaws. But to say that when I see a woman, I think of content for the podcast. Or content for the OnlyFans? No, I that I don't do. Okay. Um, okay. I only want, I only want people engulfed in that lifestyle that want to be there. If that makes sense. Right. So it's like, yeah, I have an OnlyFans. I'm showing my dick. I'm doing all these things, but I only want people there that want to be there. Versus what? Versus somebody accidentally seeing my dick, or like my news getting leaked out. Well, actually, I won't mind that. But yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> No, a leak is one thing, but I don't want to voluntarily show to people things that they don't want to see. I'm so why are you posting your butt on Twitter? I ain't post my butt on Twitter. You posted your whole ass with a peach on it. No, I didn't. So who posted that? It wasn't me. Orlando, dear Orlando Roy on Twitter. I don't see you didn't post, oh, if you're a man, don't open this was, and you're standing that there. Was, with and you see, and this is what I'm talking about. That, well, one, that was Instagram. That was my Insta story. And I gave that disclaimer because I don't want anybody seeing that don't want to see it. That's my whole thing about it. How are you meeting women? Um, in, my, in my life. What are your tactics? Being funny. 
um, being personable. No, how are you like legitimately like meeting like another human being right now? Because we can't hit the function, we can't hit a lounge, oh, we can't see him in the street. Qu- since quarantine, it's been straight action. Like people know if they're trying to get out the house, they come to your crib to have sex. Like mm. it's just a people been very thirsty during qu- quarantine for sex. Very, very like fuck all that. Two hundred dollar dates out the window, out the window, yeah. taking me on vacation, all that out the window. Can't do none of that. Mm-hmm. Now it's link and drop it. Let's let's go right. Mm-hmm. And it's been that's pretty much been the atmosphere right now. For me, it's kind of easy because, like I said, if if you're funny, people laugh, people get comfortable with you. They see that you're a character. I'm on Instagram crazy, um, so they see that you're a character, and they almost feel like they know you. A lot of times, once you, they bridge that. If the interest is there, they know it's a sexual interest, mm-hmm. or they come with the sexual interest. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of easy. Uh, but to answer your question, Rick, the the best thing that I do is just be myself. Like that's. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, are you physically? someone? Are you going out and you're just like going against the green and you got face masks on and you're meeting them nah, in lounges nah, DMs or DMs all day. Are you on plenty of fish and I was fucking on, well, all I'm the other apps? I'm in a relationship now, right. but I still meet people. Um, it's an open relationship. So, right. But yeah, that's, it's mostly DMs. I don't go out. Mm-hmm. I'm 45, some fucking years old. I was on Tinder and Bumble, but there's everybody on there is ugly. Like, Hinge. Or mm-hmm. bugged out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did meet a nice looking girl, but she was bugged out. It of course was like, they what? And then I felt like she, she followed me on social media already and knew who I was. So it was kind of fucked me up there too. Cause I hate when people lie. Like that's right. the corniest shit in the world. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, and now when we're talking and, and I'm getting the feeling like, well, you're Tahoe or you, you know, whatever I'm getting those, this vibe from right. her. It's just, I, I just wound up deleting the whole shit. Um, I get it out my DMs. I want to apologize cause I did lie. I just remember something. I have been meeting um, women. I haven't been meeting like new women, but the ones that I've been fucking with already, um, I just rack up on the car sex. So I've been racking up on the car sex. I found my new love for car sex. And you know how they say like, hate car sex. Um, you have sex in the car is like bad luck. Mm-hmm. I think I've done it too much because now my engine like is gone. I need a new engine and shift left my car. So you're not a telly so man. You're, huh? not a, you're not a telly man. You don't bring them to the telly one time. I mean, get crazy. It depends. Like, I try to, like, gauge their interactions with people. And if I feel like, ah, you know, you ain't really been around, we can head to the crib. But um, as things, like, started to die down or quote-unquote got better as far as we know, like, I've had girls, like, come to the crib. But you beeline straight to my room. You beeline. I don't want you interacting with, like, like, I live with, like, family. Well, like, I bought a house, have family, live there and shit like that. So I don't want you interacting with my family. So I'd rather you just beeline to my room. We get what we need to get done. We chill here. If we got to go outside, we beeline outside, beeline back to the room. Mm. So there's not, there's no chilling in like common areas. Which leads to the next question. What's that? Got to peel another layer down. What's that? DM technique. Let me start with me. Usually, um, I stalk the prey. You understand? Mm-hmm. Once with Discovery Channel shit. See what's going on. I'll even look at the highlights. And I will say something comedic in regards to like their story. And then if I can continue the conversation from there, I got you. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, because once you find, once I get like a little LOL, I know I'm in the game. You got the same, <laughs> I mean? That's the same game that women play. Agree. But, you know, it's a little different with women because women will like, they'll just say something arbitrary like LOL or like overly laugh at something. But there's no like finesse to it. Mm-hmm. There's no like leading into a conversation yeah, or anything. No they I mean, it's like, 
oh, look at me laughing at something that's not funny. Are you going to say something now? Now, what do you put mm-hmm. on, your, on your page? So say if I was to try to help you do it, right? Say find people on, on DM. I would offer them more that they can actually respond to. What do you think about this? Am I bugging for this? Oh, this outfit is whack, right? This is your right? style right now. Boom, right? No, I'm just saying, like, if I, what I've learned how to curate, you know, content, mm-hmm. right? And I know what comes back, oh, the type okay. of information comes back. Yeah. So if you were to question your looks, right, Reek? Oh, this outfit is whack. Oh, they saying my haircut is whack. The women say, nah, the haircut is fire, um, hearts, or this and the other, right? Or the ones that's giving you something. Now you have open and you know that they're at least finding you attractive. Now it's, you're, you're setting the bait where it doesn't look like you're, right? Because you're downing yourself. Yo, they saying this outfit is whack. I look like uh, Cliff Huxtable in this, right? Right. Nah, Roddy Dangerville vibes. Like no sexy. respect. I get nah, no respect. Old man, right. Uh, you know, you know, old men drives is sexy. This, any of our. Now you have something. You, you, and you kind of pay attention to the energy people are giving you, but you're mm-hmm. giving them an easier way to hit on you mm-hmm. without it looking like you're looking for that. And is this what you do? Is this like a technique that you do? Um, like, so you'll throw some on your on your story, so it can be open. So it can be like an open-ended question. I actually, I actually do do that, but I also, yes, absolutely. Um, but I also know how to show my worst points and make it funny, or make it look like you can add to my life, or like I do things to curate a response. It's not, people think that I'm so stupid and ignorant. No, I'm, I'm, I'm literally thought about everything that I'm about to do. <laughs> it's like, you're the stupid one. You got caught in <laughs> You're thinking that this is like, you really think that like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to cook fucking tacos. I was on Instagram the other day for three hours cooking tacos. Y'all really think I don't know how to cook tacos? Like, I know, but I'm doing this to get y'all involved in this cooking channel that I'm thinking about doing. So now more people is like, let me help Tahoe. Oh, maybe we can mm-hmm. get a chef on there with him. And they're watching, they watch, right? So it's the same way if you're thinking about dating. Curate content that makes them come to you. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And somebody told me once that the best thing you can do to get a woman to notice you is to be, is for one, not notice her first. Yes. Right? Agreed. But to also be very good at what you do. Women are very attracted to winners, to people that's like confident and shit like that, right? So if you let her see you being really fucking excellent and other people is, that makes her look at you like a prize. You know what I'm saying? I say the men are the prize, but you can come off in that way as, you know, for, for somebody that's looking for something. So be very good at what you fucking do and make them come to you. What's your DM technique? Um... You see something fire, you got to see what's happening yeah. with it. <laughs> Other than the ones that don't come to me, if I have to... Oh, um, part of me, Mr. Bitches. <laughs> exactly. I'm speaking out of turd. Mr. Bitches. You know what I mean? But for me, I'm more of like a respond to Insta story to cre- curate conversation mm-hmm. type person. Like, yeah. I'm terrible. I, I, I can admit, I'm terrible with like entering DMs. Like, just, hey, what's going on? I have some interest in you. I have like... I have the biggest fear of being told no i like i really it really like hits me deeper than i think the average person i don't know i could be wrong but i just really don't like it oh about other people yeah in comparison to other people so because i don't care so that's a fact yeah so see like with most men it's like we're gonna shoot 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 me i'm shooting when it's necessary when it's clear where there's no defense like so 
what I like to do is um, similar to what Tahoe does, but I go against like trends and societal things. So it's like, remember when that whole like feeling cute might delete later thing mm-hmm. was out? I'll do something like feeling ugly. <laughs> might keep it here right like type of shit so it's just like i'm going against the grain and what that does is i'll get the kind of girl to comment that'll get it that also goes against the grain because then i know that more than likely she's the kind of girl that's like also adverse to society's like mentality that is a little bit comfortable that thinks like outside the box mm-hmm. and it's not this is just like a basic example but this is the way i think and how i want that type of girl to um stand out so then i can maneuver towards her no i like that and you know i i've been on the show hard or soft when i was on there when I did one of my point one episodes, I put the link in the bio to make sure everybody can hear me speak my two-piece. And it's become abundantly clear that both of you guys have succumbed to the freaky. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the horny has... Now, I mean, the horny, the horny has fucking overcame you guys. So what's life now that you're on the other side of the horny? I ain't going to hold you. Um, I, I went and got a gas station pill just to try it. And you know why? Real quick, can I just tell a story? It was, I was 18, oh, I'm sorry, I was 19, and fucking, I was in this place to where I just couldn't get hard on the bitches, son. Mm-hmm. I was, I had like a fucking wall, because I was going, I, I went to Fashion Institute of Technology for my first two years of college, so I was wilding, getting like the most butt cheeks, and there was this woman God, God with, I envy you. with Zay on, you know, like, like, matter of fact, it was around the same time, so son, this is like some mm-hmm. crazy stupid butt cheeks that I've been plotting on for months and I was in the space to where like damn I've been catching the fucking the fucking noodle on hoes what is going on I'm already going to a gay school it's getting out of hand now they might think I don't like vagina no more I'm I'm about to you know what I'm saying shit is going down in a major way now when he says gay school he's talking about fashion institutes that shit is right in the middle of Chelsea yeah it's a 27 between 7 and 8 LGBTQ community that's what he means by that and all them niggas smoke bogeys, so you really can't trust them. Everybody <laughs> smoke bogeys in front of the C building. Y'all know what I'm talking about if you've ever been there. So, now, so, being fashionable is stressful, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. So I'm coming through. I'm like, all right, I'm about to fuck around, get these cheeks. Let me go to the store real quick. So I'm coming through. I didn't even have a condom in my mind. I'm like, man, fuck that shit, son. And then I'm like, I fucked around. I copped two gas station pills. But I'm 19, and me having sex was like relatively new. Because I lost my virginity at 15, but I didn't really get into a space to where I can get, like, consistent vagina until I was, like, 18. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I'm really in this space to where I'm, like, rookie of the year. I, like, I'm getting 20 points a game, but I don't know what I'm doing yet. Mm-hmm. So I fucked around, bought two gas station pills. I put them shits under my tongue like a creeping SpongeBob SquarePants type nice. shit, right? <laughs> With the pickles? With the pickles. <laughs> I, I had two of the pills, the pickles. under the vibe. And I was like, ah, I'm finna come through on some destructo shit and get vicious. And this taught me a valuable lesson. Don't be the person that doesn't know what a hole is. Because I was so inexperienced at sex, I couldn't find a hole on like on my own accord. So I lay her down. We took a shower. Show her the beefing toggin. She liked it. I was like, that's what's up. The beef and talking. You know what I mean? Came through, showcased the beef. She was like, all right. I was like, all right as well. All right, squared. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> Laid the bitch down ever so softly. 
know what I mean? She spread her legs. Came through. About to put the beef on. I was like, yo, throw that in real quick. And she said, wait, what are we doing? And my nigga, when I tell you I had the worst 48 hours of my life, I had gas station pills times two in my bloodstream. <laughs> acquired no vagina. Yeah, I mean, and this is when I knew I was she destined for greatness. Wait and stop the action because I didn't put it in myself, and it's, it's it was that small little window that I would tell my sons, I tell my little cousins, my little homies. It's like you have one chance to fuck up. It's your chance not to fuck it up. Mm. You got to be a smooth criminal. And me saying something small like, "Cause this work with everybody," like, "Yo, throw it in." They're like, "Okay," and then the bitch just didn't say okay, and I didn't appreciate that shit, mm-hmm. son. And when I tell you I bought like a lab coat and goggles the next day, I was like, this will never happen to me again, son. What? So me, so you saying that shit about the gas station pill made me remember when I put two gas station pills under my tongue to get an overjohn after it. But what was you about to say? I got the shit with, with the, with the, uh, with the Japanese woman on the package of Nola. Honestly, <laughs> I think that. Reek is not giving that 48 hours the justice that it deserves. Like, yo, that's a fucked up 48 hours. It's you nasty. can't jerk off gas station pill dick. You can't, Mm-mm. you can't, like, you have to work that out. So for him to be going through that for two days with that shit in his system right it's now. Like lab coat. That's. I mean, wow. I was like, I'm going to find that vagina. This will never happen <laughs> to me again. Son, I, I feel for you. Because that yes, happened to me yeah. before. Well, that I ain't an easy a, 48. A, back in the days where I took a. Uh, what was the original sex pill? Viagra. Oh, I thought you was... What's mm. the B one? B what? You know something that I don't, I don't know. B pollen or some shit or what? Oh, man. B, a, not a, B's wax. No, <laughs> Spanish fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that a, that's, <laughs> that's Bev, isn't it? That's a little beverage type joint, ain't it? Yeah. That's, that's the is? shit that they put... That Bill Cosby and them used to put yeah. in chicks' drinks. Like oh, that's what that like is? That. I yeah. thought it was like a thing. Nah, right. that's some yeah. shit that... It's like a... Really, you put it in somebody's drink and they drink it and they start getting all sexy. That was the quote-unquote secret shit. ingredient in the Cosby show, right? Exactly. He was like, yo, I made... I put a little something in the sauce. Man, yeah. look at this fucking nasty-ass man. You <laughs> know what I mean? But what was you saying, though? Um, I don't remember. The horny. Oh, um, I was like, now that horny? you've crossed over to the horny, you was talking about your gas station pill. Okay. And then... So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Rick... I got to a point where I stopped caring what everybody else thinks, and I just want to enjoy my life. Just like that. I stopped caring what other guys is doing. I stopped caring what women like and, you know, what they don't. And I just wanted to do fucking me. And at that point, I was able to get my ass ate. I don't care. Try it. You want to try it? Try it. I don't care. Because it didn't mean nothing to my masculinity. It didn't mean nothing about me being, you know, cool or not. Um, taking a gas station pill, people be like, oh, that's not cool. It's that any other. Hey, bro, I had one of the best hard-ons in life fucking with that pill. And why would perfect. I be so... Perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. Why would I be scared to, to have this experience because of what other niggas is going to say? You don't know what them niggas is doing. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the niggas is doing to get off. And y'all not. I'm very confident in myself. So who the fuck is you going to shame? Right. I'm a fuck this. I had the chick that's about 300 pounds and loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Whereas any other time, you know, scared that somebody would be like, oh, you, you like that? You know what I mean? Or like, 
Yeah. It just gets to a point where you start worrying way more about yourself than you worry about everybody else. With the fat women, mm-hmm. when when the stomach overlaps and it's between like the thigh and the stomach, mm-hmm. and you can get lost. Mm-hmm. That's the nothing cranny right there. The thigh, oh, the thighs. No, I mean it's right because you can't really see it because there's so much the belly there. Thighs. So you gotta like. Mm-hmm. You know what thass is? No. The thigh and ass. It's, it's the portion right here. Well, I ain't paid too much attention to that. It's like right here. When they bend over in doggy style, you hook under here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Thass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But how about you now that you, because you came to the revelation prior to him, because now mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're younger than Tahoe. So now well, that I mean, you've crossed over fully into your horny, now I mean, you're like the final version of Cell. <laughs> ah. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Like, <laughs> you fool. You fool. So what's life like for you, brethren? Um this is just this is this, the Batman trilogy, V. When yeah. Bane was fighting Batman, he told them yeah. you just adapted to it. I was born. Best monologue in T V history. To? Huh? Who are you talking to when you say that? No, I'm just saying, like I was Who are you talking to? You talking to me? No, no way. I just general. adapted to it and you was born here? He was born in the freaking. Okay, well, technically. He was born in the freaking? <laughs> he was born in the freaking. You just adapted <laughs> to it. <laughs> I was like, this little sneaky little bitch. I see what you're doing over there. I'm not going to lie. I was going to say, like, oh, if this was Batman, Tahoe would be Batman. Now I'd be Bane without right. the fight scene. But Maybe, <laughs> but Bane lost. In, because of a joint. That was a. But the quote still stands. Nasty movie. I was born into the horny. Like, by the time I was already a man, I was, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was engulfed by it. Okay. This was me. I was already too too deep in to, like, try to be somebody else. I would have to, like, basically reborn or rebirth. What did, what did they say? Um, well, you're a new again Christian or, like, when you get baptized or whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't subscribe to, to that nonsense. I couldn't correct you, brother. Yeah, I was born again. Yeah, All I right. to, can't do it. So... Yeah, I instead of running from it and feeling like I'm going to be constantly running from these urges, these curiosities, these thoughts, it was just like I turned around and I engulfed myself into it. I, do- I dove deeper and I soared and I explored what it was about and I enjoyed being engulfed and being in this environment. So I stuck with it. But do you think it's so do you think it's easier now to ex- to accept your sexuality or the, the ups and downs yeah. now than it might have been 10, 20 years ago? Yes, yes. And um, for two reasons. One, I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. So oh my God. I, w- I had to be, I had to have these thoughts and, and things like that and I had them suppressed because of my culture. Right. And then after that, um, yeah, uh, society, I guess, caught up to time or how we should be a little bit. Um, so... It w- I think I, I think I said this earlier. I can't remember, but I just wasn't on society's time. I moved how I wanted to move because I saw beforehand that society moves with trends. And I was like, yo, all people are going to do is just come around to this. So I'm going to move how I want to move because I know eventually y'all are going to come around to it. And the reason and one of the reasons um, that really pointed it out to me was uh, the first time I ate ass was my girlfriend in high school. Yeah, you talk about this shit like it's yeah. a fucking... So like the first time I ate, I asked my girlfriend in high school, and it was bec- literally class. out of... <laughs> it was literally out of, like, pure curiosity. So then I would... Peeled off those true religion genes that got crazy. Right? <laughs> but it was never a thing of, like, oh, I'm a, I want to try it, or I'm going to tell people I want to try it. My girlfriend also ate my ass, but... 
neither here nor there. Shout out to you for being gross. That's yeah. what's up, dude. <laughs> so, um, he's getting his ass ate as a young. Think <laughs> you're going crazy over there, brother. Yeah. So just, just, just doing it, and then I just never thought to like tell anybody or whatever. It's something between me and my girl, and we're young or whatever. So then, as time went by, I saw it picking up that people were talking about eating ass and eating ass and eating ass, and I, I believe for one point it was just like, oh no, Spanish people do that. And then more people trying to do it. And now we're in 2020. The shit is basically the standard. Like, there's literally nothing wrong with it. And once I saw that, I was like, I bet everything that I do, if I'm confident in myself and want to do it, people are going to come around. And mm-hmm. boom, influx of OnlyFans. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. You know, I, w- I want to close this out, but this is something mm-hmm. that, as a last question to the both of you guys, running tumultuous times, uh, mm-hmm. it's craziness. Whether it be the timeline whether you go to the grocery store or whatever. And we're in this very unique time to where black women are getting a lot of praise, but they're not being fully appreciated. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask both of you guys, I'm not saying that this is the energy in the room, but there's, there's just like this overarching theme that black women aren't appreciated to the capacity that they should be. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So what has a black woman helped you out with to help you realize that you wouldn't have been able to do alone? Oh, shit. Um... What have they helped me out with that I realized? That yeah, I what's something that you wouldn't have came to a realization about, whether it be yourself, whether they told you how to do taxes? What has mm-hmm. a black woman helped you do that you wouldn't have been able to do by yourself? A black woman helped me be a man, period. Right. Like, so I have a best friend who has an aunt, and she bas- I basically got like adopted by her. because. So I, long story short, I got kicked out um, when I was like, 18 and I started living with my best friend's aunt and uncle because she was living with her best friend's aunt and uncle um, and then she basically became my aunt and I I can attribute like my family like raising me and like showing me things like up until like my younger years and take care of me shit that they're supposed to do but that woman right there she taught me how to be a man she was I mean, this is something that we know. We're supposed to tell the truth. But she was really the one that instilled it into me to not to lie to women. You're going to be fucking with somebody? Be honest with them. And, of course, I'm not honest 100% like all the time. But she very she, she instilled those values in me. And there's, there's just so many things that's like I've matured with in my 20s and I really have to attribute attribute it to her so black women told me how to be a man and then it's funny because just seeing her in that light and her being like that superhero for me it now makes me look at other black women differently than I did before so me not having a, a healthy relationship with my mother yeah, I try to, like, keep my values and personality and treating women right, but I still have, like, this scorned feeling and this fear of knowing that, yo, maybe there is going to be a woman that is supposed to love me unconditionally, but is going to hurt me. And that shit is a scary for me to want to connect on such a deeper level. And it's like, I am that kind of person. Yeah, right. like, y'all know, y'all both know me. I'm that kind of person. I talk, I communicate, like I don't mind these things, but there is also a part of me from trauma that I've had that can hinder me. Well, hindered me when I was younger from, from just like being 
who I want to be comfortably because I have like this trauma. And then when I come across, um, I call her my aunt now. And when I come across and think about my aunt and see her in like this light, it now changes how I view other black women and put them, I wouldn't say all of them like on a, this like pedestal, but I view them as like this, these creatures that are, that are capable of greatness. And that is such a necessity to me personally in my life. Is this why you steal their bonnets? Hmm? Is this why you steal <laughs> their bonnets? <laughs> so you can see yourself as one of them? Oh, how about, how about you, Tao? Thank you so much. Man. How about you? I mean, shit. Everything I am is attributed to, to black women. I mean, um, niggas ain't shit. My dad wasn't around. You know what I mean? Gang shit. None of, none of, none of the, the, the uncles and nobody in my life really cared about family or educate. Like, everybody was just doing their own thing. You was just out there trying to get to it, right? And you, like like Orlando said, it was your aunts. It was your grandma. It was your mom. Um, shit, a lot of times it's your girlfriends. It's your baby mom. Yo, they be raising us until we're fucking 50. Because we don't have men in our lives to do that. You know what I mean? And and the guys around you, we're all subscribed to being the realest nigga or whatever. So it's, it's, you don't have those learning moments until you fuck up trying to keep it real. Right? And that's in all of these different situations, whether it be a relationship, it could be at work, it could be, you know, it could be friendship. Um, But the women in your life, and it's crazy. It's crazy how much they coddle us, and it's crazy how much they uh, they try to understand what we go through, right? Um, but not to come off preachy, I just feel like women really support us men. A black lot. women, black women, really. Well, I don't deal with nobody else, but yeah, yeah black I women just got to make sure. Really support I support mean? us, especially yeah, black. Of course, it's, and, and as being a black man, like we we we're. we're they're looked at as that on a lower tier of society, but they still hold us. They still like raise us. They still there for us, right? We don't return that same thing. Right. The minute we get a chance, we go escape and do some shit, some other shit, or fuck with somebody else, right? And, and then blame them for being angry. With you know, but like I said, not to come off preachy, everything I am. Is, is attributed to black women. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to my girl. Shout out to my baby mother. Shout out to my daughter. You know, all uh, each have taught me so much about life. Yeah, what, what black women have taught me, whether it be my mother, my aunt, whether the two beacons, those are, those are my parents. Um, as far as I'm concerned, is they taught me patience and they've taught me to use intellect to my advantage, and not to just fly off the handle as soon as I feel mm, something. Yeah. Because I mean, I know I speak in a certain way, but I. I don't stray away once I start to see red and they taught me that it's not worth it for a momentary whatever when you can sit you can think about it and you can develop a plan and just planning patience understanding um, they've taught me that you need to really learn every single person that you're around to have like a real character assessment of what's going on as opposed to just being blind to everything like everything that I have in regards to like my intelligence, my way of dressing, everything is attributed to black women. So I just want to take that portion just to salute black women, especially with three black men. I know this podcast could have went left, so I just need to make sure that when this is heard, 
the the black women that listen to me and those are the, primarily the women that's reposting my shit. Us. Those are primarily mm-hmm. the women that if I came out with merch tomorrow, they're all buying the Good Brother Experience right. t-shirts. It's going to be right. them. So for me to just act like that's not happening and just talk about like bitches having onion they kitten and shit us. like that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> had, no, I'm saying like I got to say something. They fuck with us. On a whole, you'll see black men talking about other races and this, that, and the other, right? They don't do that. Like not in the not in the the masses, right? Like a couple of clowns, or whatever they they want caught, whatever. But the masses, they want black men. They just want us to be better, be exactly. Better towards them. Be better towards our children. Be better towards ourselves. Social media handles, names of the shows, names of the podcasts. You have a million things going on. You have a million things going on. Let the people know what's happening with it. Uh, my name is Tahoe underscore. My name is Tahoe. My social media handles are Tahoe underscore TV or Instagram and Twitter. I am the host co- with my co-host, Daja Bell, Miss Daja Bell, and my best friend, DJ Trauma NYC, for So Shameless. But you can also find me in Orlando going over a bunch of sex shit at Hard or Soft Podcast. We uh, talk about uh, the things that make men hard. The things that we like about sex, the things that we enjoy about sex, and then adversely the things that we don't like, which would be the soft, the things that just turn us off or just make us not feel sexy or wanting to even, you know, go down that road. But um, yeah, come check us out on either platform, Reek. I'm super proud of you, man. As always, I'm trying, you know man. I mean? Of course, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Orlando, anything? Yo, anywhere wanna? you can go on social media. And type in Dear Orlando Roy. That will be me. You can also subscribe to my OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com backslash Dear Orlando Roy. Yeah, Heart of Soft Pod. You can hear me talk about my dick. You can hear me talk about oh, shit I like to do with my dick. You can oh, hear me Jesus talk about twice. love, relationship, and all these other things. Safe space for men to talk about sex. And I enjoy doing it all with yeah. my co-host Tao. Where mm-hmm. We have a lot of fun. All right. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing, and I'll speak to you niggas soon. Alright, just wanted to give one more apology about that audio. Just know, man, my bad. But everybody, enjoy your weekend. Uh, You have two episodes. Listen to these shits whenever the fuck you want. Feel free to email me, goodbrotherexperienceatyahoo.com. I know I just said it a few seconds ago, but I'm going to say it again. Peace and blessings, pass the dressing, and I will speak to you niggas on 49.1.